0: Now, I got a theory. You know how like serial killers, <laughs> much like COVID-19 is being trumped up to be, but you know how serial killers or mass shooters, they get a bit of a high, a bit of a rush off of seeing their name in the newspaper? It's all egotistical. It's all cynical. It's all self-serving. They get a bit of a rush seeing their name in the paper. I think we need to start doing that in terms of... um These medical officials, doctor in the United States, special doctor medical of whatever. we got to stop mentioning their names so they can come down off of that fucking ego trip. Come back to reality. Hey, guess what? You're just some dildo with a stethoscope. You don't know a damn thing, buddy. Shut up. Just stick that microphone right up your fucking poop shoop. we got to take their name out of the public... uh, dialogue that'll help them come down off of this little ego trip oh wait a minute my stupid little input is meaningless okay yeah COVID-19 no big deal go about your business everyone as long as we keep throwing their stupid name in the newspaper oh yeah COVID-19 we'll never get over it masks indefinitely mask season mask um parties mask um awareness week Mask fundraisers. Masks, masks, masks. Masks all the live long day. As long as my name's in the newspaper. It's a power trip. It's cynical. It's self-serving. That's what these dummies are up to. Don't take a genius. Right? I've been really trying, baby. Trying to hold back this feeling for so long. And if you feel like I do, baby, come on. Oh, let's get it on. Oh, baby, let's get it on. It's your old chuckle buddy. Guess who? Jonathan James Ramture Reporting live for duty on this magnificent May 15th. In the year of our Lord 2021, welcome and bienvenue to Jonathan Ramcharan, the podcast. We're all sensitive people with so much love to give. Oh. so much love to give. You like this monkey scruff I got going on? A la Marvin Gaye. Circa 1970s soul sex. Whenever the hell that came out, you know? That, you know, let's get it on. I heard it through the grapevine. What's going on? That Marvin Gaye scruff, you know? You know? I'm sick of shaving. You know, you got... You know, you got me stuffed in a mask all the live long day. I mean, why the hell should I even bother with it? I'm like, I'm starting to get like these strange, like, like these like primordial, primal kind of chimpanzee kind of patterns in my voice. You know, I just like I'm just breaking. Like, I'm turning into a monkey, ladies and gentlemen. You know, this ain't no monkey business. You know, I ain't monkeying around over here. You know, one monkey ain't going to stop the show, but... I, I'm turning into a monkey. You know, I'm getting like these scraggly little monkey patches. Like the hair's starting to grow all mixed match. I want a banana. I don't know what to do, folks. We're all sensitive people with so much love to give. Ah, babe. How you doing, folks? If you're new to the show, Jonathan Ramtron, the podcast. This is a show... Where I bitch, whine, squawk, bellyache, and kibitz about myself in order to relate to y'all self. Y'all the dear listener. Y'all the dear viewer. Shared experiences, kindred souls, BFFs forever. Yes. The show is available on iTunes, Spotify, YouTube, my own website, Janathan, pronounced Janathan, janathan ramcharan.com. And as always, folks, if you're enjoying the show, getting some laughs, chuckles, gags, guffaws, chortles, if you're digging the show, folks, please help my black ass out. Share me with a friend. Sharing's caring, folks. You know, it truly is. Don't forget to subscribe. Yes. Um, it's hot. I'm telling you, folks. When you get squawking under them lights, boy, gets hot. Oh. Anyway, let's get into some news. Part of the program, Jr. the P. Jonathan Ramchand, the podcast. We speak on current events, um, entertainment, the times of the time. The whole kit and caboodle, folks. You can't go wrong. And unfortunately, here we are in 2021. And what's on the docket, coronavirus, COVID-19, <laughs> have you heard of it? You can't run far enough. You can't run fast enough. And your weekly, monthly, yearly, till these dumb motherfuckers see clearly. How many times can I say it, folks? COVID-19 is a political weapon used to disrupt global economies and gain control for whatever nefarious reason. It's a bunch of mumbo jumbo, hoopla, hogwash, hoop it up your boomba cot, you know? Hey, there's something awfully screwy going on around here. Oh, that wascoey Wuhan rabbit. There's something awfully screwy going on around here. You know, something awfully screwy. COVID-19, you know, it's like people have been like relegated into wearing masks indefinitely. Not working Indefinitely. Staying at home indefinitely in fear of a virus that we have no um, truth or reconciliation behind. Till this day, who, what, where, when, and why, and what the fuck is COVID-19? Same statistics, you know? It affects the aged, the poor at health, and overly obese, sadly. And a lot of that is state of mind. If you are a sickly person, if you're overly obese, health is very much a state of mind. You got to stand up. You have to have a backbone. Get some of that get up and go and gumption. Can't lay on the bed and wallow in your own sorrow. Health is very much a state of mind to a certain extent. You're only as healthy as you feel. Get up, walk around, eat right. Maintain your health. It is your health. Maintain it. And as far as the elderly are concerned, God bless them. Hopefully we all get the opportunity to live a long, livid life. A little bit of alliteration, a long, livid life. A little bit of a limerick. But hopefully we get to live that long life. And You know, as an older person, there is a pride that can be taken and a strength that you've you've stood the test of time. And this coronavirus hoopla hogwash sensationalism ain't going to wipe your old ass out. You know, get up there and do the jitterbug. You know, get up there and do the James Brown. Show these motherfuckers what time it is, you know, get up there and fucking footloose on these motherfuckers, right? Like, come on. Just because you're old don't mean you can't do nothing, you know? (laughs) And, um, you know, I just thought of a horrible joke. But, I mean, I had this old joke, you know, uh, I'm a comedian, stand-up comic of sorts. And, um, you know, it was like something to the extent of, um, you know, one should never be afraid to die. Because old people do it all the time. And they can't do nothing. When was the last time you seen an old person do anything? They can't even get off the fucking bus without like... (laughs) You know, like... Taking a fucking, you know... A dog's age, you know... Taking a fucking, you know... (laughs) Eternity to just get their old ass off of a bus, you know... Old people dying at every moment. And they can't do anything. So why should you be afraid to die? sounds pretty easy if old people can do it it's no big deal but god bless the old folks right they've come this far and you know i don't see myself being an elderly person and wanting to shrink from the challenges of my time when my old ass gets up in there you know i'm going to look i'm going to look to have that resiliency that got me there to begin with much respect to our elders. So this COVID-19 horseshit hogwash, bunch of mumbo jumbo, fear-mongering hogwash, as far as I'm concerned, folks. They conflate the numbers. People go into, like, um... You know, these hospitals, and, you know, granted, I've never been to a hospital in a minute, you know? But there are reports of, um conflation, fudging of numbers, you know, somebody goes in dying of a heart attack and then they give them a quick COVID-19 anal swab, you know, right up the old poop chute, stick a thermometer up their ass and a cotton swab. Oh my God. They also test positive for COVID-19. It wasn't the heart attack that killed them. It was the COVID-19 anal swab. Uh, Conflating numbers, fudging numbers, phony baloney. So, yo, like, yo, weekly, monthly, yearly, till these dumb motherfuckers see clearly, COVID-19 is a political weapon used to disrupt global economies and gain control for whatever nefarious reason. Was it created in a Wuhan laboratory? Did it come from one of those little Pantalonian, Pantagonians, Pantagonia? One of them little Pantalonian, you know, those little aardvark, anteater, aardvark-looking little dildos, you know, those little doorknobs? little Pantalonian pests, you know, cute as a button. Apparently, COVID-19 came from them, or was it the bats? Or was it the wet market in Wuhan, you know? What the bumbleclet fuck is it? Right? So, tale as old as time, here's the latest in Ontario, Canada, where I hail out of, Right? We've been in a lockdown since, today is May 15th. We've been in a lockdown since, um, I don't know, was it April 15th? Like mid-April, we were in a lockdown. And currently, the lockdown has been extended. Originally, it was like a one-month lockdown, mid-April to mid-May, Now they're trying to extend it for another two weeks or so, you know, another month or so. Check this out. Well, I guess two weeks. Check this out. This is a news article from globalnews.ca. COVID-19, Doug Ford extends Ontario's stay-at-home order until June 2nd. Premier Doug Ford has officially extended Ontario's stay-at-home order another two weeks to June 2nd as the province tries to control the spread of COVID-19. Ford made the announcement on Thursday. The order was set to expire on May 20th ahead of Victoria Day long weekend. That is why I expect that by June 2nd, as long as we stay the course, We will be able to reopen outdoor recreation by then, and we will provide more details of our plan to carefully and safely reopen the province, Ford said. You like that, folks? Let me interject here for a moment. Do you like that, folks? We will provide more details of our plan to carefully and safely reopen the province. Our plan. Who in the fuck is our Ford? Listen up, dummy. I know you might think you're something because you walk around in a fucking business suit and you're on television and you run your yap in front of a camera. But guess what, dummy? You work for us. What is this our horse shit? You, you enact our wishes. Not the other way around, dildo, dummy, dumpster, doorknob. Oh, I... Sh- uh, Stay tuned to my fucking news feed and my Twitter feed to hear more of our plan, their plan, that they're going to unroll, unravel. Newsflash, folks. The government works for us. We are the government. They don't just get to make up whatever the fuck they want and pose whatever they want There's something off we squoey going on around here. It's like, yo, what's up with our rights? I mean, here I am screaming into a camera on YouTube. I mean, I don't know if this is going to do anything, but I mean, come on, common sense would say, are we not being just ordered around, shoved around? Aren't our civil liberties and freedoms that we love and care and cherish, allegedly, love and care and cherish, aren't these freedoms just being like, Squashed, smothered, under a COVID-19 mask that, you know, dating back to the beginning of the pandemic, these fucking dummy little fucking getups that we got shoved on our face, apparently they don't even do anything. But no, I guess I'm the idiot, you know, because I'm not following the science. Fucking dummy junk science that they make up. Anyways, folks, let me continue here. The stand order has first been implemented on April 8th, the last six weeks, in an effort to curb surging cases and hospitalization rates in the province. Surging cases that they conflate in order to get funding and, you know, maintain control over society. I added that last part. The government had already taken steps towards maintaining restrictions last week. It extended the state of emergency to June 2nd, paving the way for the Premier to prolong the stay-at-home order under that declaration. On Thursday, Ontario reopened, reported, rather. (laughs) You know, jumping the gun on that one, you know. Who knows when anything's going to reopen at this point. On Thursday, Ontario reported... 2,759 new cases, as the provincial total pushed past 500,000 cases. Mumbo jumbo, bunch of pussies, whining, COVID-19 sissies, ain't shit going on. However, active cases, the seven-day average and patients in the ICUs, have steadily declined over the last couple weeks, after a devastating third wave that saw record numbers in April. You know, the way they talk about this, people's family members and friends and co-workers should just be dropping dead. I knew one person who contracted COVID-19. He quarantined for a week. He was fine. Doesn't the CDC or the World Health Organization, who isn't the statistic that and probably upward, probably upward of 80%. But the vast majority, 80% of people who contract COVID-19 recover with any special fucking treatment. You know, you quarantine, drink some chicken noodle soup. If you're a pescantarian, some mushroom soup, you know, whatever. If you're a vegan, just sip water and grass. You don't really sip grass. You know, you can sip the dew off of a grass, right? Do you do the do? But you know what I'm saying? Like, sip a little bit of soup, lay around in bed for a couple days, next thing you know, you're tip-top shape. It's no big fucking deal. I didn't even know how pissed off I was about this until I started babbling on here. But let me continue. Earlier this week, on, on on Monday, Ontario Medical Officer of Health, Dr. David Williams, said at a press conference he'd like to see cases be under at least 1,000 a day to see an easing of restrictions. And skippity-bop and bippity-boppity-boo. Fuck these dummies, you know. It just goes on with more bureaucracy and horseshit. So yeah, um, the, the stay-at-home orders, the restrictions have been prolonged till June 2nd. So, that has been like, you know, I guess, close to two months. Close to two months. Like a... Since April 8th till June 2nd. And who knows, I might even extend further past that as things are going. Right? Here's some more. um, Just really crazy, outlandish, fear-based BS around COVID-19. Now, I got a theory. You know how like serial killers, <laughs> much like COVID-19 is being trumped up to be, but you know how serial killers or mass shooters, they get a bit of a high, a bit of a rush off of seeing their name in the newspaper, it's all egotistical, it's all cynical, it's all self-serving. They get a bit of a rush seeing their name in the paper. I think we need to start doing that in terms of um, these medical officials. Doctor in the United States, special doctor medical of whatever. we got to stop mentioning their name so they can come down off of that fucking ego trip. Come back to reality. Hey, guess what? You're just some dildo with a stethoscope. You don't know a damn thing, buddy. Shut up. You just stick that microphone right up your fucking poop shoop. we got to take their name out of the public uh, dialogue. That'll help them come down off of this little ego trip. Oh, wait a minute. My stupid little input is meaningless. Okay, yeah, COVID-19 no big deal. Go about your business, everyone. As long as we keep throwing their stupid name in the newspaper. Oh yeah, COVID-19, we'll never get over it. Masks indefinitely. Mask season. Mask um, parties. Mask um, awareness week. Mask fundraisers. Masks, masks, masks. Masks all the live long day. As long as my name's in the newspaper. It's a power trip. It's cynical. It's self-serving. That's what these dummies are up to. Don't take a genius. Right? So that's what I'm going to start doing. I'm going to to start like not mentioning... Well, I mean, I pay little to no attention to these idiots anyway. But when I speak on them, I'm going to like refrain from using their name. Because it just gives them life. It gives them an ego trip to see their name and their importance in the newspaper. We're listening to the chief medical officer. The chief medical officer has spoken. Fuck them dildos. You know? Give it another 10 months from now. They're probably going to come up on some sexual assault scandal. He touched me with my mask off. (coughs) He touched me where the mask don't shine. (coughs) Damn perverts. Anyway. um, A chief medical official... Warns that full vaccination does not equal full protection for COVID-19. <laughs> That's the newest. A full vaccination doesn't even prove effective for COVID-19. So what in the fuck is all this about anyways? Canada's chief public health official, officer, reminded Canadians on Saturday that even those who are fully vaccinated remain susceptible to COVID 19. Speaking at a virtual town hall for Yukoners, Doctor <laughs> Dr. Dildo said the risk of Asymptomatic infection and transmission is far lower for anyone who receives two shots of the Pfizer BioNTech Moderna, Moderna 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 or Oxford AstraZeneca vaccines. But it's not an absolute. There's reduction in your risk of transmission, but it doesn't necessarily eliminate your risk of transmission. <laughs> Said, adding that the danger dials down especially after the second dose, and blah blah blah, blah and bippity boppity boo goes on with more BS and clut boo boo bureaucracy. Quick sip of coffee, tea. Quick sip of tea. Tea, boss. Don't mind me, boss. My damn lips are so damn parched from screaming this, you know, your weekly, monthly, yearly. Had to take a quick tea break there. But I mean, that's the latest. COVID-19 vaccinations apparently don't make you, you're still susceptible to COVID-19, allegedly, even if you get a vaccine. Damned if you do, damned if you don't. So that was an article from ctvnews.ca. Here's another snippet of a news article from cp24.com. Death due to COVID-19 parties could lead to manslaughter charges, experts say. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's very level-headed and rational. Yeah. People who break health rules by holding parties that lead to death. You know, from COVID 19, should heed the warning from a British Columbia judge about facing a manslaughter charge, legal experts say. Professor Least, oh, yeah, there's another one. Like I said, I gotta keep these dummies' names out of the public dialogue, just gives them more power. Yeah. Professor <laughs> of York University's Osgood Hall Law School said manslaughter charges stem from an unlawful act that causes death and a foreseeable activity that could cause bodily harm. And if in fact it does cause someone's death, as the judge said, then that could amount to manslaughter. (laughs) Said in an interview Thursday, the judge is right about that. Provincial Court Judge (laughs) chastised some person this week as she sentenced him to one day in jail, a $5,000 fine and 18 months probation. He had previously pleaded guilty to disobeying a court order, failing to comply with the health official's order, and unlawfully purchasing grain alcohol. The court heard him plead. The court heard he held a party for 78 people in a penthouse condominium that was about 165 square meters in size that a police described as a makeshift nightclub. A blah 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 called the center, called the event, a crime, not a party. adding that it was something attended by people foolish enough to put their own and their grandmother's health at risk. Like, think how deep-rooted that is. They're trying to shame people out of living a normal existence in fear that it might allegedly infect a person, transmit COVID-19, even though vaccinations are allegedly unreliable. And the whole way in which people contract and recover from COVID-19 is still undefinable. It's all this gray, mambi, pamby you know, area. And we're just supposed to live indefinitely, trapped by these pseudo-rules and regulations and guideposts. It's like living in the fucking Twilight Zone. You are now about to enter another dimension dimension of time and space, where the pit of man's prowess reaches the pinnacle of his stomach, you are now entering the Twilight Zone. Next stop, Twilight Zone. If someone who had been at your party was infected and died, as far as I'm concerned, you're guilty of manslaughter. She said, if someone who had been at your party and was infected and passed it on to your grandmother, as far as I'm concerned, you're guilty of manslaughter. Yeah, that's the same thing. Killing somebody with your bare hands in self defense is the same thing as, you know, spreading an alleged virus. I mean, I don't want to say alleged, I mean, I believe COVID 19 exists. But the way in which it's transmitted and the restrictions and the impositions of the general public, it's not right. It's just not right. So, um, yeah, apparently it equates to manslaughter. Um, speaking generally about the law, oh, blah, 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 said the offenses that could lead to a manslaughter charge could follow if a person flagrantly disregards provincial health orders when you do a dangerous act that's also that also can also lead to an offense under the legislation and if that were to lead to someone's death that could be manslaughter she explained manslaughter has no minimum sentence but could result in life in prison you can go to life in prison for not wearing a mask and going to a covid-19 party <laughs> You can go to life, you can get life in prison for having fun while the world is out of control. However, blah 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 blah, a professor of dildos at the University of British Columbia Columbia School of Law, urged caution when charging a person with manslaughter. I think it's technically possible that the Crown could substantiate a manslaughter charge, but I think it's highly unlikely. Blah blah blah, said. I'm not just sure that really gets us very far. I'm just not sure that gets us very far. And yada, yada, yada. You know, that's the long and short of it. I mean, I'm not going to shortchange the law. We have law and we, we abide by it and we agree upon it in society. But this is something that is being shifted and imposed upon and a bending of a rule and an overreach in our judicial system to charge somebody with manslaughter if they disobey a COVID-19 procedure as arbitrary as indefinite lockdown and to charge them with manslaughter Should they transmit it? How can you even track that? How could we ever possibly track that and enforce that? It's all fear. It's all fear-based. And it's illogical, irrational, and nonsensical. And I'm not no dull little professor of blah blah blah, And I can tell you that. Hit me up. jr.thepodcast at gmail.com. Like... What are your thoughts on this? Lockdowns indefinitely. Manslaughter charges for the alleged transmission of COVID-19. And breaching public lockdown orders. These trumped up arbitrary orders to begin with. What are your thoughts on this? Hit me up. JR.ThePodcast at... Gmail.com Yeah. Um. Certainly is a crazy state of affairs that like these are the times we live in. I mean people talk about it as if like will it ever be the same again? Will masks be like will be will COVID-19 procedures and mask restrictions and All these bureaucratic procedures, will that be just the new normal? We need to come back to a sense of rationality, a sense of reason. I'm not saying COVID-19 doesn't exist. I'm not saying that we should have zero concern from it. I'm just saying that we should look at what we do know about COVID-19 versus what we don't know, which is virtually everything. And what do we know? From my perspective, COVID-19 is a political weapon used to disrupt global economies and gain control for whatever nefarious reason. It affects the aged, the poor at health, the overly obese. 80% of people can recover without any particular treatment. The newest statistics are saying that vaccination does not mean that you are not susceptible to COVID-19 transmission. So even if you are vaccinated, apparently it's not the end-all and be-all. You are still susceptible. So what is really going on here? Hey, there's something awfully squeezy going on around here. Oh, that wascoey Wuhan wabbit. Quick sip of tea, tea break boss, don't mind me boss. Ooh. So hey, felt good to get off my chest, love to hear from you, what are your opinions? What I'm up to going forward in this COVID-19 era, you know, um, moving forward, Trying to do my best to not live trapped in that indefinite fear and panic. Um, going on with my business endeavors. You know, if you're new to the program, Jonathan Ramtran, the podcast. I am an actor, stand-up comedian extraordinaire. Yeah. Um, I've been banging it out for a minute now. As an actor, as a stand-up comedian. And... Um, I've really put in that time, you know. Um, I, I came up the, tr- the traditional route, you know, um, school performances, community community theater type deal. I went to college, I studied theater arts, got a diploma in theater arts for whatever the hell that's worth. Um, you know, did independent film. You know, today I host a podcast, Vodcast Jr. The P. I'm a stand-up comedian. Um, I've worked um, stand-up comedian clubs. You know, I've um, done a lot of bar gigs, independent gigs. I've hosted my own shows. Uh, I'm still very much on the come-up. You know, somewhat at somewhat uh, you know up-and-comer in this game, and you know, and I've lived that artistic lifestyle. You know, I've had my time of wandering, you know, so to speak. I'm not lost. I'm just wandering. Or not all that wander are lost. You get the picture. So I did that starving artist thing, man. Um, Living on a shoestring, you know, playing with substances. You know, I was drunk, high on marijuana. Drunk, stoned, you know, day in, day out going on stage drunk, going on stage high, you know, doing all that, trying to piece together a career. And what I learned is um, basically put, you got to bust your ass. It's a business like any other business. And it's so, it's somewhat of a romanticism. It's somewhat of a illusion to think that, oh, you know, just go out there and be drunk and intoxicated and blah, 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 blah and oh, Hopefully, you'll luck out. It doesn't really quite work like that. It's like any business. You got to bust your ass. And yeah, you can luck out and maybe an opportunity might fall in your lap. Maybe somebody in a position of influence might throw you a bone. Maybe they see something in you. Maybe they want to champion you for whatever reason. But basically speaking, nobody cares about your career and you got to work for it yourself. Like any business. And um, in order to go forward, that's what I've been doing. You know, I've been knuckling down, buckling down, you know, self-promoter, self-starter. And in these times of pandemic, instead of, you know, wetting the bed over this trumped up, humped up hogwash, I've started my own production company, Noi. Productions. Yes, N-O-I, Noi Productions, not of it productions. And, um, you know, I've been focusing on producing my own content. I want to do more podcasts of interesting and engaging content. I want to connect with more people. I want to branch out because, you know, JR the P, Jonathan Ramtran, the podcast, you know, as fetching and heartfelt as it is, I want to get other people's perspectives. So I want to branch out into a new podcast at some time, um, connect more with people. I want to get into like documentaries, feature film, um, anything. Just want to wet my beak, you know, and get like a 3D experience of film production you know to further my cause as a performer and as a independent business venture yeah noi productions and in order to do that um yo takes money to make money you got to pay the bills you know i wasn't born with a silver spoon up my butt you know like uh, like most people i got to work you know the story of the world you know if it's good for the goose it's good for the gander so i work a joe job um and i'm very grateful to do so and you know taking that money from my day-to-day 9 to 5 grind i then take that money cover my spread and put it into my professional endeavors my long-term endeavor as a performer Noi Productions, and you know I've I've had a week of uh, last couple weeks of um, I guess business introspection. Um, You know there has been some pain, some pain in that. Yo man, pay the cost to be the boss. Pay the cost to be the boss. Look at me. What do you see? You see a bad mother. Bad mother. Bad mother. You know? Gotta pay the cost to be the boss, folks. And in doing so, there can be pain. But that pain leads to growth. And I think I've been experiencing some of that pain. I've turned a corner. I've realized that, wow... I have come to a point where it's like I know for myself I can give 110% work and effort and focus, but I also have boundaries, a line, a self-worth that I don't want to shortchange for the short term. I don't want to shortchange my ethic for the short-term payoff. And there's pain in that because, you know, it's more comfortable, more comfortable to go along with the okey-doke in business. Schluff it off, slap it off, ah, no big deal, whatever. Water off a duck's ass, quack, turn the other, uh, I don't want to say cheek because that's a phrase, um, In my Christian belief system, turn the other cheek is like, you know, to forgive, to love your fellow man. Do unto others as you will have done unto yourself. So it's not about turning the other cheek. It's more like turning a blind eye. Sometimes it's more beneficial to just turn a blind eye. Pretend that you don't see what's going on. Accept the okey-doke. where it's like no i want to have more of a turn the other cheek approach loving my fellow man and sometimes by shortchanging yourself that resentment can grow and that disservice to yourself can make you look at your fellow man with a different viewpoint judgment short temper Impatience, right? So, this is very vital in any business. It's that pain of growth. Um, for an example, um, many times we are called upon in business to deal with customers and coworkers that are out of their mind, with their crazy ego. That is the problem of the societal dream. It's a run-on fear. We live in a cynical world motivated by self-interest. Nobody really cares. What are people interested in? Number one, primarily, themselves. Themselves. And it's nothing personal when they open their mouth and impose on another person, a coworker, or, you know, an employee. It's, it's nothing for them to just open their mouth and impose. Blah, 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 blah. This is what I want. This is what I want. This is what I want of you. This is what I expect of you. This is what I impose upon you. I want something out of you. Yet, I don't want to give anything of myself. I don't want to give my patience. I don't want to give my consideration. I don't even want to give basic manners and consideration. It's all about me. I'm the customer. I'm the one in the driver's seat. I'm the boss. I'm the supervisor. I'm the one. And if you're a person on the receiving end of that sort of ego trip, it can be very painful. To stomach, the stinging criticisms and demands of a mental patient customer or co-worker there's pain there because your personal sovereignty, your personal ego your personal cynicism cries out, what about me? What about me? Look, I know that you're the customer and blah 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 but yo, cram it What about me? What makes you think that I have to serve you the way you want to be served? Why should I stand here day in and day out, blah, 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 from all these stupid, dummy, dilettante, dipshit, fucking doorknob customers? Or yakety, yak, 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 from that mental patient co-worker of yours. Listen, fool, you don't sign my paycheck. Don't you understand? I'm talking to you this way because I can talk to you this way. Fuck off. And what are you going to do about it? Nothing. Because you're not my boss. You ever have that? Where you finally get to a boiling point with a person, a coworker, and you just give them the works? Like, yo! In no undescript manner. Fuck off. Fuck all the way off. And then they just stand there incredulously. And then nothing happens. Why? Because they didn't have the power to begin with. Isn't it funny? Where it's like you have to remind people sometime, you don't have the power. And that's that pain of growth. Because the more... Christian way, the more loving way, the more rational way, is to do unto others as you will have done unto yourself. Isn't it true that I'm a basket case, anger-filled idiot who dem- who has impositions and requests of people? Isn't it that true that I'm a complete hypocritical buffoon? Isn't that true of myself? as I sit around judging other people and watching other people. Isn't it true of myself? I am just as steeped in that hypocrisy as those morons. Isn't it true that I wish people had more patience and understanding with me before I go around pointing the finger at them? Isn't that true? That's the pain of growth in business. And those are high stakes. And that's why it's relatable to everyone. You know, whether you're a Joe Blow uh, working stiff, such as myself, or some sort of corporate academic so-and-so, you come up against these situations with co-workers and customers, and there's these ego trips and these situations that just really want to drive you nuts, drive your baddie right up the wall. <laughs> then for myself as a performer, yo, I mean... As a stand-up comic, you got hecklers in the audience who want to blah, 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 give you the works. Or you got, you know, other competition, you know, dealing with other comics, dealing with other actors, dealing with directors, you know. You got to be able to interact with people, and there's a lot of ego at stake. And this is business, folks. Ain't nothing just handed. You know, there ain't no free rides, you know, unfortunately. Unfortunately and it's very rare and few be, far between when the benevolent hand of grace just is bestowed upon you just a pure helping hand sure here let me help you <laughs> so the pain of growth in business been very eye opening for me this week um as I go about my Joe Blow schmo, little warehouse shipping, receiving position that I do in order to pay for, you know, my production company, Noi Productions, Jr. the P, all my endeavors, you know, as I grind away. I experience some pain of growth this week. It's a very tricky thing. And it's very vital to master not just in a business sense, but in an overall life sense. Yeah. I don't want to be that cagey, testy testicle. <laughs> I don't want to harbor resentment for my fellow man. I don't want to be moved by the words of others in their careless impositions i don't want to be caught up in the bureaucracy of a cynical unfeeling world i want to have the beauty of me shine through in my love for others and my love for god that's the pain of growth because it takes a bended knee it takes humility it takes patience takes time but I think the reward will be monumental, indescribable, more than I could have ever dreamed of. I'm not merely looking for just you know grab and go you know stick and slap business solutions, I'm looking for meaning. Hallelujah. So that's my business growth for the week. Um, and, you know, especially in this time of pandemic, as we have to make allowances for this changing landscape, you got to hustle, you got to grind. It's also important to um, connect with the things that ground you. And um, going ahead here at JR the P, Jonathan Raptor the podcast, you know. Um, I'm looking to, you know, as y'all may know, as y'all may well know or may not know, I'm a bass guitar player. You know, I slap that old bass, you know. And, um, you know, the minutia of life, like anyone, your, your hobbies get away from you. You know what I mean? Like, how many times do you find yourself kicking yourself in the rump because you don't go roller skating like you used to, you know? You used to play rollerball, you know? I don't know. You know, ultimate frisbee. You know, crocheting. Whatever the hell it is that you do, you know? Do you, you find yourself kicking yourself in the rump because, you know, you don't quite get after it like you used to? I'm trying to find that balance and it's not that's just so trite it's so passe it's so like duh finding a balance but it's like the more you try to will yourself into doing things or change yourself into doing things you realize that to a certain extent you're really not in control of it you just gotta let it be and come to it from a natural openness. So I'm trying to allow that natural openness to find me and to guide me in my hobby as a musician because it's important to me. For no egotistical reason, something in me wants to keep it as a thriving part of my life. With no illusion of stardom, standing on stage with Lady Gaga, uh, playing bass. Like, I'm not... (laughs) I heard a guy on the bus the other day, he was drunk off his tits, man. This guy was hammered. He's chirping at these girls, right? Hey, honey, you ever date a bass player? (laughs) Yeah, that's what women want, a bass player. (laughs) Give me the lowliest position in the band, the bass player. I'm all about that bass. About that bass. No trouble. Hey, honey. You have a date bass player? <laughs> yeah, I went slumming once. <laughs> I mean, I ain't trying to do it for some glorious thing where I can tell people on a bus that I play bass or for some egotistical reason. It's just in me to want to do. So I'm trying to find that openness to let it come into me and... Poor, cho- poor choice of words. <laughs> I just want to let it come into me. I'm looking for a way to like. Let it pour into me. It's even more disturbing. I'm looking for a way to let it shine. Through me. This bass playing hobby of mine. And. I don't know. Just let it be more a part of me. Versus being. A concept. Of me. You know? Instruments are a magical object. Certain objects hold certain mysticisms that people like to just hold dear to them because it represents something. Like a skateboard. An electric guitar. You know? A truck. A Mustang. You know? I don't know, a wonder bra, you know, a stripper pole. There's just something about them that create a vibe. And I don't want to merely just have an instrument in my home, you know, my bass guitars. I don't want them there to just, oh, I am creative. It's like, it's just cluttering up space. I want to use it. I want it to be a part of me. Not always easy, folks. And I was thinking about it today, too, you know, like um, the whole dichotomy between like you may understand this a little more if you play, but, you know, there's always this little thing, this back and forth between guitarists and bassists. Who's the dominant one? I mean, obviously, the role of the bass is to hold down that bottom end, hold down that groove, that rhythm, and to outline the melody. That's the role, that's the position. But then you got a lot of fancy bass players and a lot of great, talented bass players, and there can be a little bit of that power struggle, that power dynamic. Bass player versus guitar player. And I found myself swept up in that at times, too. And, you know, I ain't some major player with any defining stance on it, but, you know, it's it's there. I was just kind of chuckling to myself today because it's like, you know, I really do enjoy bass. I love what bass does. I love the arpeggios, you know, when you learn your scales in your arpeggios, like an arpeggio is basically, if I'm not fucking this up, it's the single note, single notes of a chord, you know, like a major scale, you know. Do, re, mi, fa, so. I can't even sing it, but you know what I mean. Do, re, mi, fa, so, la, ti, do. La, ti, la, so, for, mi, re, do. Ra, 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 ra. Whatever, I'm a hack. But you know what I mean? Like, Those are arpeggios. Or like a major scale, you know? Root, third, fifth. That's the chord, right? The first, the third, and the fifth note. That's the chord of a major scale. Also, the eighth, if you want to give it like a uh, Octave. But, you know, those are the single notes, the arpeggios. Root, third, fifth. Root, third, fifth. That's the chord. So, you know, a guitarist might play that chord. Makes that beautiful chord. The bass player might play the single notes. Boom, boom, boom. Whatever, right? I love chords, there is something beautiful about that with guitar, but I very much like the low end, the bass, the arpeggio, the single notes. I like the arpeggios, the single notes, the doom 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 doom, or like a rhythm. Doom 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 do. Like I like I like the single notes, even though a beautiful chord is amazing and I would love to be talented enough to add chord work to my bass playing. You know, like I said, I'm just a hobbyist hack. Chords are beautiful and they sound great. But I'm I'm really into that arpeggiated sound. I'm really into that, you know, groove sound. You know, rhythmic. And there's just something kind of dopey and funny about like an acoustic guitar, like the strumming of a guitar. And ding 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 ding. ding. Like I was laughing about it today. I heard somebody strumming a guitar. And I was like. Psh. You know, I ever hear like somebody strumming a guitar it's got a real bitchy switchy kind of sound to it. Even though it is beautiful, it's like a dichotomy. It's like this weird kind of thing where it's like, it's beautiful yet retarded. It's kind of like a ballerina. and you look at a ballerina spinning around? It's beautiful. It's graceful. And it's absolutely fucking retarded all in the same breath, you know, much like myself. (laughs) Yeah. So same thing with like a guitar player when they're strumming those chords. a jing, 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 jing. It's like, it sounds good, but it's also just retarded. Whereas like bass always sounds right to me. Like I like the bass. Like no matter how you do it, slap it, you know. Give me a nice little run, a nice little groove. Give me some eighth notes, some 16 notes. Give me some fancy jazz arpeggios. Give me some chordal arpeggios, you know, give me that bass, you know, give me that slap, you know, give me that fuzz, you know, give me that funk. Whereas a lot of times guitar, even though I love the chord and even though it's the melody, even though it's beautiful and I appreciate it, especially like in rock, I love guitar and like, you know, hard rock. I love a beautiful acoustic you know, country, blues, you know, jazzy, classical. But there is something just straight up retarded about a strumming of a guitar. <laughs> so, anyway, you know, I've been thinking about that. Um, so, you know, that's something that my amateur musician ship has been working on. And, you know, I would love to see it get to a point where I could like, um, you know, hold up my end of the bargain as a rhythm player and, you know, up my game, up my knowledge, really lay down that rhythm, really lay down that bass line, really outline the melody. And it would be kind of cool going into my future of playing if I could get to a point where it's like, I'm apprenticing under like better players, like a real guitarist, real drummer, and just kind of learn from them and not be about that limelight. It'd be nice to just kind of really do that. Hey, I'm just locking it down as a real solid bassist. Every now and then I step in for a little solo, whatever, and then back to laying down that fucking groove and just really... Learning the instrument and the role of a bass player. You know what I mean? So that's something that I'm looking forward to in my playing. Yeah. And, um, you know, just going to keep at that during these times of pandemic. <laughs> you know, and then there's always a laugh to be had too, you know what I mean? I know we're all sick to death of these masks, folks, you know, these stupid fucking things. But apparently, you know, I'm hearing talk of the states. They're starting to come around to, you know, less enforcement on the masks. Hopefully we can get to a point where we come off of this over this over sensationalism. We can get to a point of that. Knock it off with these masks, but there's always a chuckle to be had, man. <laughs> I saw this little kid today picking her nose through a mask. Now, ain't that something? You know, ain't that something? You know, <laughs> she got the mask on, she's picking her nose, picking her nose. Through the mask and just really getting at it, you know? You know how as an adult, of course, we still pick our nose. Some of us even eat it. No one's looking. Crunching on them boogers. But, you know, usually you do it a little bit more nonchalant, right? You know? No fuss, no muss. This kid, she was just digging into it. (laughs) She was digging into it, you know, and she had that fucking, she had those doe eyes, those big beady kid doe eyes, you know, just, what, 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 you know, I'm just picking my nose, just picking my nose, It's like, yeah, we can see, <laughs> she's really digging in there, and you know, this time of pandemic, you know, we can this whole mass situation it's it's laughable. There's some humor to be had there, you know. And you know, just I guess reconnecting with people. I'm at the laundromat this morning. It's first thing in the morning. And I'm not even particularly cranky. Like I'm a I'm a morn I'm a, you know, morning, noon and night. I love life. There ain't no time that I particularly shine better at. Nighttime is better for performing, you know, a stand-up comic, you know, actor, you know, you're in a play, you're shooting an independent film, you're doing stand-up comedy, it's better at night. There's that kind of night owl feel, burning the midnight lamp. But you know, I love an early morning, I love an afternoon. Mornings are actually better for podcasting. I love, like right now it's like 11.20 or something, 11.30 in in the morning. I love an early morning podcast, banging out, get it done. So, you know, morning, noon, and night, I'm rocking it. But, you know, that's just my persona, personality. I kind of used it as an excuse, though, this morning, because I'm off at the laundromat. I'm doing laundry. It's early. And I wasn't in any particular mood, but this guy was just, here's the thing. Like I said, we're coming out of pandemic. We're learning to reconnect with people, but one thing I hate about people that not hate, <laughs> one thing I hate about human about humanity. One thing that really cheeses me off, really gets my gravy, about the average person is when somebody's doing wrong or acting weird. They have a tendency to act out. They want to behave abnormally, but sound and be treated normally. Ain't that a funny dichotomy? Ain't that a funny paradigm, if that's the word I want? Ain't it funny how there's people that they want to behave strangely, yet be treated normally. That's always the situation with these people. They want to... Act weird, yet be treated normal. So I'm at the laundromat, and you know I stepped out for a minute to go get a coffee. I come back. There's this guy. He's digging in his pocket. He's looking all weird and disheveled. Right? I'm just like, and he he, he catches my attention. He catches my eye for a second. Right? He's looking at me. Right? I'm looking at him. I'm like, whatever. I just turn out and I I turn around and I walk out of the laundromat. And I go and I sit down outside. I'm on a bench. I'm just chilling, waiting for my clothes to get done in the wash. Waiting for my clothes to get done washing. The guy comes outside and as almost to rebuke me for casting away my look, you know, because like I said, he was digging into his pockets like a fucking weirdo. So, like, I averted my look. I averted my gaze, and I just left the laundromat. He comes up to me. Excuse me. Good morning. Can I buy you a coffee? Good morning, sir. Good morning. Like, trying to get my attention. I just, like, straight up ignored him, right? I'm just like... And he goes, good morning, sir. Good morning. Good morning. Can I buy you a coffee? Good morning. Good morning. Good morning, sir. Sir. He's, like, trying to get my attention, right? I'm just like... Ignoring him, right? Finally, he gets the clue and he beats it, right? And I'm, it's not that I was cranky. It's not that I was in a bad mood. It's not that. It's just that, like, and it's not even about pandemic and being, well, in a sense, it is, like learning how to reintegrate with people. But the point was, like, why are you acting weird trying to make me talk to you normally? Like you're acting fucked up right now. You're digging in your pockets. You're acting like an idiot. You're trying to talk at me. I, what, are, what are you talking to me? What's a grown man doing to, to What's a grown man doing to another grown man walking up on him? Good morning, sir. Can I buy you a coffee? Good morning. Can I buy you a coffee in the midst of a pandemic? What you're gonna go get me a coffee in the midst of a pandemic? Now, granted, I'm not concerned with all this COVID nineteen hogwash, but like, come on, bro. You're talking nonsensically. Even I know that that's a step of a boundary to walk up to a complete stranger in the midst of a pandemic. Good morning, sir. Can I buy you a cup of coffee? You're acting normal, trying... You're acting abnormal, trying to get me to pass it off as normal. He's acting abnormally, trying to get me to pass it off as normal. And that's me judging my fellow man, being a hypocrite, being a judgmental prick. So anyway, you know, I was kind of perturbed for the moment. But, you know, once my clothes got into the dryer, you know, I calmed down, I had my coffee, threw my clothes in the dryer. I was able to get a moment where I saw the dude standing there and I went up to him I'm like, hey man, thank you for the coffee, thank you for offering to buy me a coffee, just a little early in the morning, and you know I didn't really feel like talking. And he goes, oh, okay, yeah, you know, um, because, you know, I wasn't trying to get, I wasn't trying to have you buy me a coffee, I was offering to buy you a coffee. And I'm like, yeah, I know. Made no sense, even though I already had a coffee, I literally had a coffee in my hand when he offered to buy me a coffee. But whatever, he's offering to buy me a coffee, and I'm like, no, I understand, you were just offering to buy me a coffee, uh, I was just a little preoccupied. You know, it's first thing in the morning. He goes, okay, cool, next time. Maybe next time. And he goes off. (laughs) So I guess what I took away from that is like, yeah, somebody acting abnormally, trying to pass it off as normal, it is strange. But moving into this post-pandemic world I definitely want to reconnect with people because I'm a shrewd. I'm a prude. Like, I'm on another planet. Like, here's the first way you fuck up with me. Here's how you shit the bed with me. Talking to me to begin with. That's my That's my temperament. I don't know. Actually, I do know when it started. Um. You know, like everyone, I've had my bones, my skeletons in the closet. I'm an alcoholic, recovering alcoholic. That ain't something that I have to personally wear as a badge. It's not even really who I am. It's just what I had become in the turned away from God state I was in. I was turned out from God. I was turned out from my fellow man. I was dealing with a lot of personal baggage and I wanted to numb it out with alcohol and marijuana and cigarettes. I would just smoke weed, get drunk, smoke cigarettes. I lived that way for many years. Especially towards the end of my drinking. You know, I drank for 16 years. The last three years of my drinking, I was drunk every day, smoking weed pretty much every day, smoking cigarettes. And in that time, I was just turned away from my fellow man. I was like, yo, I want nothing to do with anybody. I don't want anyone talking to me. I'm just, yo, like, I get it. Born into this. We're born into this world. We're born into these crazy families. We're born with all these, into these crazy families that traumatize us. We pick up all this anger and resentment, you know, where we're, we're unfeeling towards our fellow man. We're self-interested, self-motivated. We go out into the world and try to impose our beliefs and opinions on others. We're just a fucking mess. I'm just a fucking mess. That's what I was in that drunken state. and I just had no time or patience for anyone. Which is so counter to what I believe is my real nature. It's part of why I'm a comic. I'm interested in people. I love people. I love my fellow man. I find people interesting. Like, hmm, what's that person do? What are you, what are you into? What, what do you think about things? You know? It's interesting to get other people's perspectives. But it's also a complete waste of time and annoying to hear people talk at you. Isn't that funny? It's like the two sides of the same coin. People are fascinating. People are fucking pointless. <laughs> and I'm coming back to that fascination with people. That's what I'm trying to say. And like, you know, and being aware of my own hypocrisy. You know, walking around, spout spouting my opinions and babbling on like the way I am. Like a complete fucking mess myself. <laughs> so, you know, that's just the beauty that can be found in a pandemic. This opportunity for self-awareness, self-realization. And what I'm doing going forward, is I'm putting that into my 9 to 5 work, you know? As I go forward as an essential worker doing what I got to do to pay the bills, I'm going to put that understanding, consideration of my fellow man, that realization that I'm a hypocrite and I'm judgmental. I'm going to put all that into my dealings with my co-workers, with my fellow man. You know? I'm going to put that into my work as a performer, actor, stand-up comedian, podcaster. And I'm just going to go forward trying to serve. Trying to serve my fellow man. Trying to walk in the light and grace of God. And try not to be such a ignorant, arrogant, douchebag, douce whistle, doorknob, you know, doorpost, in the process. Hallelujah. It's your old chuckle buddy, guess who, Jonathan James Ramchuran, reporting live for duty on this magnificent May 15th in the year of our Lord, 2021. Bit of a long one, you know. Ontario, lockdown restrictions, pandemic 2020, 2021, coronavirus, COVID 19. That's what we're talking about. That's the time we're living in. Performer, actor, comedian, independent business owner, Noy Productions. What do you need to do to further your goals, folks? Hey, these are food for thought. The show is available on iTunes, Spotify, YouTube, my own website, Janathan-Ramcharan.com. And as always, if you're digging the show, folks, please help my black ass out. Till next time, folks, you live it, you love it, you realize it. I right?